Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Sunday, July 10th, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. What we do here on this channel is 7.30 a.m. Pacific. We try to bring you the daily financial news. Yes, even on Sunday. And as you can see, I have the one and only Sonny. Sonny wanted to say hi to you this morning. My two Shih Tzus are with me every morning. So if you want to, uh, I don't know, what do you want to do, Sonny? What, 700? Want to go for 700? Okay. Folks, if you want to see Sonny and Happy get a new toy, let's see if we can get to 700 thumbs up. We did this a couple of weeks ago at 500, and they got a toy. So let's let's amp it up to 700. We will get these uh, little guys a toy 24 hours. Let's see how you got. You tired, huh? Okay. All right. We'll put you down. There you go. All right, folks, a lot of fun stuff going on today. Again, remember, 700 thumbs up, and we get them a new toy, and I will show it to you tomorrow uh, if we get there. So a couple of things going on. Uh, First, there is more and more talk about the Great Reset. That is vocabulary that is flying around. Now we've even got more specific. We are talking Great Reset back to February 2020. Obviously, this is right before the economy shut down. So I went ahead and collected some numbers just to kind of put this in context. If you were going to look at the S&P 500, the S&P 500 before we shut the economy down, the S&P 500 was at 3386. To me, one wild ass guess, that seems very very doable. Uh in fact, I won't even get excited about looking at stocks until the S&P 500 is at 3,100. But hey, let's uh, let's see. Next up, for all of you crypto fans, uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, again, based on the research I did, was trading at $10,326 way back when in 2020. Could it get there? I have no clue, right? Uh That's about rough and tough, 50% of where we are today. Something else, again, we talked about money was raining down on fools. I had no idea how much money was raining down on fools. Folks, remember SPACs, Special Purpose Acquisition Companies? We uh, completed 59 SPACs in 2019. It quickly blew up to 248 in 2020, and finally 613 SPACs in 2021. Many of these SPACs, if you've undoubtedly seen, were not worth the paper they were written on. It was just a get-rich-quick scheme, and yes, the money is being extracted from the system. And again, there's always housing. What is going to go back? Is it price? Is it interest rate? Is it payment? These are all the things. It really feels like people are hoping, just hoping that everything goes back to 2020. So again, very interesting conversation. 
I'm seeing more and more people talk about Jerome Powell and that last quote to his last question in the last Fed meeting. It is going to be interesting if Powell talks housing in July. This last quote is getting a lot of play. Oh, I wrote it down. Here it is. Where'd it go? There it is. We need a supply and demand reset. All right. Lots of people have taken that to mean prices must crash, this, that, the other. What does that really mean? And will we get it? Well, first and foremost, supply and demand, two-step function, not connected. Supply. We are undoubtedly seeing supply increase, and that is a good thing. I believe supply takes another step up after July 20th. We have talked about that a lot. The problem with the supply that is going to come after July 20th, maybe July 20th to August 20th to put a time frame on it, is we won't know how much of that supply is real or flat out bogus. How can that be, Michael? Well, as of July 20th, when National Association of Realtors rained down the bad news, you are going to see sellers throw their houses on the market. But will they be wish pricing? Will they be want to sell? Or will they be need to sell? Nobody, not even myself, has any idea what the ratio will be. But I am willing to just flat out guess that it's going to be 40 or 50%. So if we get 100,000 new listings, and I'm just making these numbers up to show you what I mean. If we get 100,000 listings across the country, maybe 300,000, 400,000 of those listings are want to sell. Hey, our neighbor got 525. If we don't get 525, we're not selling. That is going to create spikes in inventory. It's going to create a spike in days on demand. It is going to give people that want Powell's statement to be correct something to hold on to. You watch. All of these housing crash folks are going to create more and more and more. And yes, more videos about inventory going to the moon. Maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 20, maybe it's 40%. A lot of this inventory that will show up post July 20th is not real. It will be removed from the market in September, late August or September. Then things get interesting. I do believe inventory goes up. I do believe inventory, I believe transactions fall, all of these things. But you just watch all of these crash prognosticators will look at these inventory spikes, not realizing that a large percentage is full of wish pricing and the numbers are distorted. I'm calling it now on the 10th of July, we can all expect to see an ungodly amount of videos talking about inventory and inventory is the end of the world. No, it's not. It's just not. It's just not right. Just because there's a listing doesn't mean there's demand doesn't it's It's a whole equation. And then more importantly, demand, right? Supply and demand. We have already lost 18 million potential buyers. 
who could qualify at three that don't qualify at six. This is a very important thing to understand. There were people calling for a crash when interest rates are 3%. They hurt lots of people. It was frankly extremely affordable at 3%. It is not today. 18 million people were lost because of these people who said, wait. I have a video coming out at 5 p.m. tonight. I don't normally schedule videos that far out. I did this video on Friday. I wanted it to drop 5 p.m. today. I take four crash calls, two for the country, one for Austin, one for L.A., and we do the math. We talk about where L.A., where Austin, where the nation was on the date the housing crash call made. We then fast forward to today. We look at the payment delta because it's not about price, or at least it's not about only price. It's payment. And as you will see, plain, just simple math, these crash calls in 2021 now mean housing must fall 40 to 45% just to get to even, let alone the 30% that was called at that point. This stuff is ridiculous. Crash videos make content creators money and they punish the average Joe. It is just a sad state of affairs. I do four full breakdowns. We just we just go over it, soup the nuts, and we say, well, how'd we do? It's 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 actually pretty sad. It's really, really sad. Again, five o'clock tonight, full whiteboard breakdown, the full math. You can check every number if you want. It's going to be very, very interesting. Homework. I have some homework for my followers, students. I would like you to understand what three little changes could make. This is something we did two weeks ago. Some of you did it. Most of you did not. I actually did a video on this channel just for you. I turned a 2% deal into a 6.5% deal. I want you to take something in your buy box. I want you to adjust three factors. Three factors. I want you to reduce the rate. Whatever rate you can get on 30-year money, I want you to lower it half a percent. This is called a mortgage buy-down. And, oh, by the way, the seller will pay for it. Number two, I want you to erase half or the whole closing costs. Folks, the environment we are going into for the next two years, buyers have more and more power. Use it. Get the seller to pay some, if not all, the closing costs. And then finally, if you are buying a fixer-upper or you have some make-ready costs, what if, just what if, you got the seller to kick in, hey, three, four, five grand of make ready costs or credits. All of these little tweaks often are more beneficial than a 10K price cut. Because again, a 10 pay, 10K price cut when you are putting 20% down only saves you $2,000. But if you get $8,000 in credit and a mortgage rate buy down, it is far more beneficial. Please. 
do the math, figure out what is going on. The week ahead, we have a lot of things to look at. We're starting to get earnings on Tuesday, I believe, with PepsiCo and then the banks. For me, come Friday, are Wall Street analysts finally going to start cutting second half and 2023 earnings? I hope the answer is yes, but we will see. Second, with the big banks, what are we going to hear? Are we going to hear about trading volumes? Are we going to hear about customer activity? Are we going to hear about reserves for bad debt? Banks will be very interesting to listen to. And again, just like we talked about earlier, we had four banks raise dividends, two did not. What is going on inside their business? And then finally, international companies. We heard this from Microsoft about 45 days ago. How many multinationals are going to flag currency, strong dollar, FX for some of their lower forecast? The strong dollar is absolutely hurting. Second half goals. I want you to have some second half goals. If you are a follower of mine, if you're a student, I want to give you these goals. I believe we are heading into a crash in transactions, which means motivated sellers are going to be easier to find. And as I said earlier, I think the MLS, the market is about to go crazy. Inventory is coming on. Inventory is coming off. Price drops. You know, just it's going to be so noisy. So. I suspect most of you, like myself, will have to tighten up your buy box. I have already started to tighten my buy box. It was very open the last two years. I have had to tighten it because we are getting more inventory. I, like you, only want a certain set because I have a small target. So I suspect probably in the next 60 days, you will have to tighten your buy box. If you don't know what I mean, great news. There's a playlist on this channel called Deep Dive. There's a full 60-minute breakdown. Go watch to your heart's content. Next, understand how small variables can explode yield. You and I are trying to understand average so that you and I could do great. Sometimes simply tweaking variables in your offer can take a bad deal and make it good and take a average deal and make it great. Understand as a buyer, you are going to have more power today than the last two years. My suspicion about the next two years is it will be the second best two years to ever buy property because I will deploy less cash. I am looking for seller financing. If you haven't seen this already, I'm spending thousands of dollars a month marketing to sellers or owners, I should say, with equity so we can talk seller financing. Your next goal, please practice seller financing. Practice the conversation. Talk about lower taxes, maintain income, less headaches. Talk to agents, talk to other investors, get on the phone, get uncomfortable. The best sales reps, the best investors I know from the last 30 years, 
understand that it takes practice, role play. Talk, do it with your wife, do it with your kids, do it with your best buddy. Practice these conversations. Get uncomfortable so you don't stumble in front of the client or potential seller. Please, please understand your number one goal hasn't changed. If you follow me or you take my course, your goal is and has always been to understand an average deal in your buy box. This national talk of housing crash, these economic headwinds that we're all facing mean almost nothing to your buy box. Whether we get a national housing crash of 20% or housing is flat or housing goes up 5% means diddly squat to your buy box. Your, it's always been and always will be about your buy box. No average, do great deals. And then finally, if you're feeling spicy or if you're feeling like you really want to go for it, Go back and watch a couple of videos from Jason Pritchard's playlist in the last two weeks where he talks about a credibility package. I believe some of you are going to have the ability to raise private capital. As I said earlier about practicing seller financing, if you are going to raise private capital, get ready early. Don't just get to the moment and go, gosh darn it, I can't do that deal because I don't have access to money. Raising private money is a process. Jason and I have talked about it a bunch. We have bonus sections in my course. Jason's done it. I've done it. I have a CPA. Anna Kelly has some stuff. It is all there for you. So again, that is your second half goals. And then lastly, oh, I almost forgot. July 16th, we just did a deep dive yesterday on cost segregation and bonus depreciation. Lots of people are going to make some money. But next week, next Saturday, 9 a.m., we are going to go through a topic I have zero experience with. Zero. I'm going to ask questions as well. We are going to talk about self-management. How many of you self-manage, think about self-manage? I can't help you. I have no experience. Frankly, I don't want to self-manage. But we have got Dion. We have got the Lumberjack Matt. They're going to come on for 90 minutes and answer your questions. I can't wait to see these guys do it. I can't wait to see these guys continue to give back uh, to the real estate, investing, financial independence, retire early, whatever you want to call it, world. They're going to do it. They're going to do it again for my students first. We will be setting up a Zoom invite. We will put it in the Facebook group and Teachable. But remember, what you will eventually get, probably 24 or 48 hours later, is we will give it to YouTube. We don't hide anything. We're not trying to, you know, you don't have to buy the courses and all of that stuff. We're going to give it to you. We're just going to control it with our students up front so we know what, uh, we know who's there. We understand the vocabulary. And yes, we will give it to the YouTube world. So again, thank you, Dion. Thank you, Matt, for stepping up, giving us 90 minutes next Saturday. Folks, last question is Twitter. What do you guys think about Twitter? Elon Musk has obviously canceled the deal. Here are your questions. Leave your comments below. A or one, is it a negotiation tactic? 
and Elon will eventually step up, but at a greatly reduced price. Two, Twitter is going to make <coughs> the executive decision to sue, spend three, five, seven years trying to force the transaction only to evaporate and not be a business. Or three, Twitter is going to grow some cojones and say, you know what? Good. We are going to go off on our own. We are going to fix our business ourselves. See you later, Mr. Elon Musk. There's probably a fourth or a fifth option. If there are, let me know below. But what do you think? Elon's going to negotiate down. Twitter's going to sue and end up worth zero. Or three, Twitter CEO is going to say, see ya. Thank you very much. We are going to do it on our own. Let me know what you think. Comments below. I'd love to hear from you. Bye.